Hello and welcome to Fresh Dialogues. I'm Alison Van Degelen. I'm excited to share my latest BBC report with you and introduce you to a remarkable woman who changed the way I see the world. When I heard my report live on the BBC World Service last week, I was moved to tears. A lot has happened since I filed the report at the beginning of this month. In July, it seemed that things could hardly be worse here in Northern California. COVID rates started to tick up, and with that came another round of tighter lockdowns and restrictions. And then a freak lightning storm sparked dozens of fires. Overnight, we had friends who faced evacuation and others unable to go outside as air quality spiked far beyond Beijing levels. Overnight, my 95-year-old friend had to evacuate and find refuge with her little dog, Buddy. Overnight, we all became experts at analysing Purple Air, an air quality app where anything over 400 is classified as an emergency condition for public health. One morning last week, I woke to see one Bay Area monitor at 666. The things that had become the new normal were suddenly out of reach. Simple things like taking a walk in the nearby park to relieve cabin fever, doing yoga class on the lawn of the local fairgrounds, and eating outside at our favourite dog-friendly restaurant. Now we all have to dig even deeper to find silver linings and nurture some optimism for a better day. With all this going on, it's not surprising that one in three Americans are showing symptoms of depression. It's likely even higher than that. A close friend who's a therapist tells me she's never been busier. We're all taking one day, one hour at a time. That's why we could all do with a Beth Killo in our lives. Here's her story. Seven years ago, Beth bought a ranch and let go of her traditional office-based talk therapy practice. Now she uses her psychology insights and her barn full of horses to teach resilience, radical self-care and leadership skills. She helps her clients tune in to their own instincts and pivot to new projects and passions. Thinking her wisdom about self-care could hardly be more timely, I talked to my BBC editor in London about making Beth the focus of my latest report. You might think that equine therapy, working with horses to improve your resilience and well-being, is a niche thing, something for the affluent or physically impaired. But Beth explains that some of the techniques are easy to practice at home even if you don't have a horse, and they couldn't be more timely for this period of high anxiety and COVID-related stress. They might even help you navigate this challenging time more easily and pivot to more joyful relationships and sustainable career paths. Here's my report for the BBC's Health Check. Beth Killo has seen a spike in clients looking for help for anxiety, trauma and loneliness since the pandemic began. Today, her client is a 50-year-old woman named Michelle, and they're in the barn with Reva, a brown mare with a black mane and tail. So notice as you brush her, if she gives you feedback. Okay. I'm not sure what her feedback is. So if I stop talking (laughs) and you start observing, it'll help you tune in. I mean, like my dog, it's so incredibly obvious. Yeah. You know, like, and if you stop, then they buck your hand to, like, keep going. Right as I stopped talking, she started licking and chewing, which is her nervous system going into a relaxed state. And she also took some steps forward. So what is she showing you? I, think she would, I got it as, like, you know, I'm going to adjust so that you're 
doing where I want you to be. Beth Killow has been working with horses for four decades. She pivoted her traditional talk therapy practice in an office to equine therapy when she bought the ranch seven years ago. She examined equine research that showed physiological healing in people with post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, and decided that you don't have to be in trauma to benefit from working with horses. This is a safe horse. However, you are in between a thousand pound animal and a wall and you didn't notice. When you put it like that. So where are the places in your life that you sometimes end up in a tight spot like this without even realizing you got yourself there? The healing power of horses dates back to the ancient Greeks who used them for therapeutic purposes. In modern times, equine therapy still has its skeptics, but anecdotal evidence is now being supported by growing clinical research. Ellen K. Gurky runs an integrative health program at National University in San Diego. Her latest peer-reviewed research examined the treatment of PTSD in war veterans. It showed remarkable results. We were at a conference a couple of years ago and a bunch of public health people came up to us and said, what pill are you giving these people? The effect is like a drug. Kigurki works with small groups of war veterans, some of whom have lost hope and are suicidal. Her eight-week programs help them build connection with the horses through grooming and interactive activities. More recently, she has them saddle up and ride. So we wanted to get the veterans up on the horses, not to go galloping away, but to just to have some movement. We did notice there was quite a bit of difference when they rode their spirit, their physical carriage, the way they stood, the way they presented themselves, their, you know, just the openness around their faces. The main point of my program is the heart connection. What does Kegurki mean by the heart connection? It relates to heart rate variability. HRV, the variation in the time between consecutive heartbeats. A normal, healthy heart doesn't tick evenly like a metronome, but instead there's a constant variation. In general, the higher the variation at rest, the fitter you are and the greater your ability to handle stress. Professor Michael Myers, Chair of Health Sciences and a research physiologist at National University, has found that being with horses improves your heart rate variability. Horses are prey animals. So they're constantly alerted to their surroundings. And that seems to trigger some response in humans. So we use a technique on these devices, which is basically reflection-based bio-optical imaging. We're able to measure the heartbeats in the subject. And something around the horses changes the heart rate variation. That stress, like when you're the fight-or-flight response, when you're running from the tiger. And what's really good is this, where the heart varies. It'll take a couple short beats and then a long beat. And horses seem to have that effect. It's within the first visit, within three hours, their heart rate variability is altered in a positive way. And we noticed that their heart rate variability, like he said, improved the first day, but their self-report took four weeks. We could see that they were getting better, but they were still in these messages of sort of self-destruct. But by the fourth week, they actually started changing a lot of their self-report about how they were feeling, less agitated, less irritable, more joyful. Beth Killow has found that the practices used for PTSD treatment can benefit her clients. In sessions of two to four hours, they're introduced to the horses in the pasture and spend time interacting with and grooming it. Back in the barn, Killow explains how horses deal with new challenges. 
so they respond to what's happening because they're taking care of themselves 100% of the time. It's radical self-care. If you get really scared and reactive because you're not a horse and you're not living in a pasture where you're going to go galloping off and letting all those stress hormones, the adrenaline and the cortisol flow through you. Because what happens if you run is you use them. Mm -hmm. If you don't, they use you. And that's why you can't sleep. So we want to start to build like a bucket of choices of things you can do when you feel that way. Right. You can't think of those things when you're in a panic. You need your radio. You exactly. Need your book. You need your <laughs> She's releasing all kinds of pressure as we're talking about this phenomenon. She's like, oh, you guys, are, you guys hold on to a lot, don't you? Let it go. Killer recommends we move our bodies, go on a walk in nature, get a punching bag, and find outlets to physically express ourselves. The smells and textures of, like, that's like the vibrant part of our humanity that we're missing out on when we're focused on our worries, other people, and either the past or the future. Of course, we don't all have access to horses. Can our pets improve our mental health? A good deal of our resilience to stress and change comes from our self-care practices. The animals, they show us how soothing it can be just to be. You get yourself close to the animal, you focus on the dog or a cat and their breath. Your only objective is to be together and breathe together. And now you give the animal a light stroke with one hand and you place your other hand on your chest right over your heart. And now you think about which of your human relationships might benefit from such a wordless and gentle check-in. Thank you for listening to Fresh Dialogues. Check out more reports and interviews at freshdialogues.com.